There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. In case you may be wondering who the Apostle John is talking about, he is talking about John the Baptist. He is giving us an introduction to the testimony or the witness of who John the Baptist was and what his purpose was in that ministry. Last week when we opened, we saw the Apostle John give an eternal account of who Jesus Christ was. We saw Jesus was not a part of God's creation, but he was one of the Godhead who participated in the creation. The creation of heaven, the creation of earth, the creation of man and woman, the creation of all the animals, all the fishes. Everything that was created, Jesus was a part of that creation. That's what we saw last week. This week, we're going to see the Apostle John give us a, an example of a witness. The apostle knew the most effective way to tell people about Jesus was through a witness. Now let's think about that for just a moment as I get an introduction this morning. If you've ever been into a court system or is set in a court, you have watched the thing play out and you have seen the prosecution call witnesses and you've seen the defense call witnesses. And when they get on the stand, they're sworn in. But their purpose is to tell a story. Is to tell the story of what they saw or what they experienced. Now when they take that oath, they're, they're taking an oath to tell the truth. John the Baptist came to tell the truth as a witness of who Jesus Christ was. That's why John the Baptist came. That's who he was. John the Baptist was a very interesting person. We know John the Baptist came out of the wilderness. And we're going to look at him a little deeper when we get further into John chapter 1. Beginning about verse 19, we're going to see some detailed accounts of John the Baptist. But just to give you a little idea of what's coming, we know John the Baptist came out of the wilderness preaching. How did he get in the wilderness? We just hear about him coming out. John the Baptist's father was a priest in the temple. And there were a whole lot of priests. There were many priests. And they would take rotations about doing duty in the temple. Well, when they weren't on duty, they could go back to their home. Well, when John's father, who was an old man, a lot like Abraham, when he was doing duty in the temple, an angel came and told him that he and his wife were going to have a baby. Well, John's daddy did not believe them. He basically laughed at the angel. The angel made him mute. He couldn't speak until the baby was born and until his father agreed to name him John. That is who God wanted him. That is the name God had for him and God wanted for him. 
Well, by the time all of this happened, and his father had came around and he took God seriously and he agreed. Zacharias was his name. He had already left the temple service and he had moved back home out in the country. John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. Mary and Elizabeth, Elizabeth was John's mother. Mary was Jesus' mother. They were sisters. I'm sorry, they were cousins. They were cousins themselves. So John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. As a matter of fact, the first person to give a witness and a testimony of who Jesus was was when Mary, while pregnant with Jesus, went to see Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, and John the Baptist leapt in Elizabeth's womb at the presence of Jesus. A newborn baby was the first person to give testimony of Jesus Christ. Now this newborn baby is grown up into a man and he comes out of the wilderness ready to continue that testimony and that witness of who Jesus is. So he is there as a messenger from God to begin his ministry and his work for Jesus Christ. Now I said all of that is an introduction to say this this morning. If you are saved this morning, if you remember a point in a time in your life, regardless of how young you were, if you remember a time when you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe it was in a Bible school class, vacation Bible school, maybe it was in Sunday school, maybe it was in church in a proper, in a formal altar call when you came forward and gave your life to Jesus. You remember that point in time and you know it was real. You are a witness for Jesus Christ. You are just as much a witness for Jesus Christ this morning as John the Baptist was in his day. Now that's something special. There's some, some stuff I want to share with you this morning about being a witness. Because that's what this scripture points to. Yes, it mentions John the Baptist by example. And it mentions John the Baptist by purpose. And it mentions John the Baptist by his work. But it's talking about the witness of Jesus Christ. That's something that's very important to the Apostle John. So this morning as we open and as we continue, I want you to notice with me in verse 6 that John the Baptist bore witness as a messenger. There had been 400 years of silence since the last prophet had preached in Israel. 400 years of silence. In that length of time, God had not sent a message to any prophet to the nation of Israel. He had not preached anything about what God expected. He had not preached anything about the, the, the purpose or the grace or the mercy of God. But now, from out of the wilderness, comes this man that very few people knew. 
the Pharisees and the scribes and all of the religious elite, they had taken the temple and they had taken worship and they had turned it into something political. They had turned it into something powerful. They had turned it into something where they were picking and choosing who the good people were and who the not so good people were. But now God has sent someone to continue his message. Now God is making an appearance. God needs people today to make an appearance. God needs witnesses today to make an appearance for who Jesus Christ is in their life. He, he's not asking anybody to stand up and be a good Baptist. He's not asking anybody to stand up and be a good Methodist. He's not asking anybody to stand up and be a good person. He's asking born-again believers to stand up and be the messenger of Jesus Christ. If we take on that role as a witness of Jesus and we stand up to be that person, we will be a good person. We will be the godly, the righteous person because we will want to carry on in our life what the Scriptures tell us to follow as a person of Christ. Christ does not call certain people to be saved. Christ touches hearts and lives of everybody. We can't earn our way into heaven. We can't be good enough to get to heaven. We can't be bad enough to be excluded from heaven. Good and bad plays no role in getting there. It is giving our hearts to Jesus Christ. That's what gets us there. It is Christ who gets us there. It is He who opens up that door. It is He who saves our soul. It is He who redeems us. It is He who washes us clean. It is He who calls us to be a witness for Him and what He can do. It is He whom John the Baptist came preaching and teaching the goodness and the grace and the mercy of Christ. That's what He wants from Christians today. People who will stand up and tell others about Jesus in words, in deeds, and in lifestyle. This morning we all probably know people who know the Bible really well. They can quote it front and back. But when it comes to living it, they struggle. I'm not talking about have problems here and there with things. I'm talking about they have they live an obvious life that is against the Word of God, but they can quote to you what the Scriptures say. That's not a good witness of Christ. Christ does not concern Himself with how well we memorize His Word, but how well we live it. John was John the Baptist was a messenger because he lived the Word of God. He lived Jesus Christ. He lived everything that there was about Him, and He was that good messenger of Jesus. And that's who the Lord wants today. Well, not only was the 400 years that had passed before the witness of Christ came forward, John came from the wilderness where he had been since the days of Herod. In other words, he came from the world. If you're saved today, you are saved out of the world. And you are saved into an eternal righteousness through Jesus Christ. You have been called out of the wilderness and into the presence of the Lamb of God today. 
And that's something to be excited about. That's something to be rejoicing in today. You see, it doesn't matter how the world thinks of you and I. It doesn't matter what the world says we have accomplished or we haven't accomplished. It doesn't matter whether the world wants to live in our past or not. None of that matters. If we are redeemed through the blood of Jesus, we are born again in the image of Christ and He is looking forward as to where He wants to take us in His work and in His will. He has redeemed us from out of the wilderness and He has placed us in a spot to be the witness of Jesus Christ. John was sent from God to bear light of the coming Son of God. Well, you say Jesus has already come, so what do I have to bear light of? Oh, but He will come again. You see, there is an event that's going to take place sometime in maybe the near future, an event called the rapture of the church where Jesus Christ is going to step out of heaven into the clouds and He is going to call forth His church. The dead in Christ are going to rise first and then those who remain are going to be called up with Him in that event. It will be the saved, the born again, who will make that journey. Friends, that is the event that we are called to be in a witness to this morning. We are called to share that in our life with others. That there is a coming of Christ that is soon to happen. And it is something that you want to be a part of. Because to be left out of that, to be left for what is going to be coming is going to be very ugly, very nasty. It is going to be seven years of hell on earth, literally. And God doesn't want people to go through that. God doesn't want people to see that in their lives. He doesn't want people to experience it. He wants folks to be saved by grace through faith in Christ. He wants people to be His children so that He can call them home to be with Him in glory. That is the message that we have today as a witness of Christ. That there is salvation only through Jesus Christ. That there is salvation from an eternal hell for an eternal life in heaven. And there is a salvation that will come that will take us out of this world and have us in the presence of Christ. It is removing us from the wilderness and taking us as a witness into the eternal life of the future. Well, John the Baptist not only bore witness as a messenger, but he bore witness as someone with a motive. John intended for others to believe in Jesus. You and I need to share in that motive today. You and I need to intentionally want to lead other people to Christ. Now I know that there are some people out there that have been mean and ugly. I know there are some people out there who you may not really care a whole lot about seeing whether or not they are saved. And let's just be honest. We're all human. We all have feelings and we all have times in, in our life where we've been hurt. I'm no, no different. But you know what? When I find someone that I personally can't reach because of me, I turn them over to someone else. I find someone else that may want to talk to them or be willing to talk to them about Jesus. We have to be intentional about leading people to Christ. 
It's something that we should have to desire in our heart. We should want others, everybody, those that love us, those that hate us. We should want everyone to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And if we can't find it in our heart to be the one to bring them there and to point them to Jesus, then we can find someone who can and someone who will. In being intentional about Christ is something that we all can do. When John came out of this wilderness and he came out of there preaching, he wasn't preaching himself. He was preaching Jesus. He had disciples. He had people that were following him. And those people were going out and they were reaching people for Christ. They were taking and going upon themselves as witnesses as well. Now I don't know this for sure from Scripture, but I would just about rest assured that there were people in Jerusalem, people in that area of Galilee, that did not know John, did not trust John the Baptist, and would not listen to John the Baptist. But they would listen to some of those who were following him. Same idea this morning, folks. Be intentional about Jesus. Maybe you can't reach him, but maybe somebody else can. Maybe they won't listen to you, but maybe they will listen to someone else. We pray for God to send us to that person that can be sent to them. It's being intentional about the gospel. John came bearing the truth as light to all. John did not come preaching himself. As I said, he came preaching Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the spiritual light into your life and into my life, into the lives of these children, into the lives of all of those around us. It is Jesus. We may not be able to brag upon ourselves, we may not be able to brag upon each other, but we can brag about Jesus. And if we can brag about Jesus and what Jesus has done in our life, then that will open up a door to what He can do in the lives of others. That goes back to being intentional again. Be intentional about Jesus. Brag about what He's done in your life. And if you stop and think for a little while, Take a little quiet time and reflect on your life. You will find times in your life where Jesus has moved in a mighty way. You'll find those times and you'll remember those times. Maybe take some time and write them down. And then when you're having an opportunity to talk with someone, it's easy to say, let me share with you what Jesus has done in my life. And he did this in my life and he can do even greater works than yours. Let me tell you about Jesus. He is the light of my life and he can be the light of yours as well. It's easy to share that about Jesus. That is being a witness of him. A witness is called to testify about what they know not how they feel. I can share something with you this morning. I've been pastoring in churches for over 15 years. And being in a church is the easiest place on the face of the earth to get your feelings hurt. It honestly is. And it doesn't matter if you're in a pulpit or in a pew. If you're in a church, you're going to get your feelings hurt. 
That's just a part of being around people. But understand, telling people about Jesus isn't about telling people how I feel. It isn't about sharing my emotions or my past hurts or my thoughts about individuals or people. It's telling people the truth about who Christ is. Because while others may have hurt my feelings or may have done things to me, Christ has never hurt me. Christ has never forsaken me. Christ has never turned his back on me. Christ has never said an ill word about me. Christ has never done any of that. The truth is, I am who I am today by Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for Christ, I probably wouldn't be alive today. I praise his name this morning. That's what John came out preaching. That's the example that he sets for you and I this morning. To be that person. To give that witness of what he's done in our life. And last this morning, John the Baptist bore witness with a method. He didn't just come out with some madness. He didn't just come out yelling and screaming and stomping and carrying on. He had a method. John served the purpose. He served the purpose of God's role and God's work in his life. You have a purpose. You are important to God. You have a purpose in his plan for reaching someone. You've heard me say before, there are people that you can reach for Jesus Christ that they will never, they will never listen to me. They just, they never will. You have a purpose in God's eternal plan. And you may think, well, where I'm at right now, I just really can't find that. You're in good company where you're at right now. You're in great company. You're in company with people like Joseph. Uh, Joseph had the coat of many colors. Uh, Joseph was abandoned by his family. He was sold into slavery by his family. Joseph was taken to a foreign country with people that he knew nothing about. Joseph was thrown into prison for a crime he did not commit. And yet God used all of that in his life to make him a witness for the glory and the power of God and to help bring Israel out of starvation and out of poverty into Egypt. Flash forward to a few years down the road. Moses was born in slavery. Moses was born in a point in a time where the Pharaoh of Egypt had given an order to kill all the children two years and younger. Moses' mother put him in a basket and sent him down the Nile. Moses was rescued by Pharaoh's daughter. Moses grew up and got the and got the favor of Pharaoh. Moses was next in line to be the king of Egypt. Moses had an emotional moment and failed. When he did, he killed a man. Moses had to flee. And through all of that, with the failure of killing someone and everything that happened, it was all in God's plan for his purpose of what Moses was to do for him. And it goes on through with every character of the Bible. 
when you follow them through, God had a purpose for them for what was going on in their life. God has a purpose for you. Where you're at right now is part of that purpose. That purpose will always be, will always be being a witness for Jesus Christ. So where's your purpose? What is your purpose? What does God want you to be looking forward to and be putting faith in Him to open up doors for you? Look to that purpose. That is your future. What God has established in your life is what He is putting you in the position to fulfill right now. John came bearing the truth. The truth of bearing a witness. So what will we do? All of us, myself included, what will we do? Will we walk away today happy and content that we have sat through another church service? Or will we walk away today thinking about God's purpose for my life and my witness for Jesus Christ and how those two things are going to work together to point someone to Jesus and to love God and love our neighbor. Purpose and witness, they both go together. Purpose and witness is why we're gathered here today to get closer to God and to be what He wants us to be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we bow before You this morning, we thank You. We thank You for Jesus Christ. And we thank You for the purpose that we have. We thank You for the redemption that You've provided through Your Son. God, I pray this morning if there's one here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, and before we leave, that they would come to you. They would come and they would want to know more from your word, that they would want to pray the prayer of forgiveness, that they would want to seek Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that we would all have the conviction and the strength, the encouragement to be a witness of the truth and the light of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.